All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionball Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else and what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan for episode 270, all the way from beautiful San Francisco, California, none other than Dr. Cindy McGovern. Dr. Cindy, it's an honor and pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me here, Greg. I'm super excited. This is going to be a wild ride. I cannot wait to dive into really getting to know you as a person, as a professional, your story, and what brought you to where you are today. Absolutely crushing it and dominating it. Um, as the first lady of sales, I, I want to go real, real through all this. So Dr. Cindy, let's just start with the first question. Anybody out there who maybe doesn't know you yet um, or needs a reminder, uh, who are you? Where are you from? What got you into your career path and kind of the progression to where you are today? The, the origin story, if you will. I'd love to hear it. So I have been a salesperson my whole life, although I didn't know that, didn't call it sales, and was a college professor, then went into consulting. In my consulting career, I got put in a sales role and I literally thought I was going to get fired <laughs> because I thought I couldn't sell. <laughs> so I went... Oh my gosh, this is not my career. Literally months into it, I went, hold on a second. I totally know how to do this. I've been helping people forever. That's really what sales is. So when I realized that, I decided I needed to change my career path and start making people understand their power that they have in sales, whether you're a sales professional, a sales practitioner, as I like to call them, or you think sales is too, super icky. I am taking it out of the boardroom. I want to put it in the classroom. I think it's not a business skill. It's a life skill. So that is what I do now. I'm a speaker, author, consultant. I travel the globe, helping people to kind of embrace their inner five-year-old because that's the best salespeople on the planet. <laughs> oh, Dr. Cindy, I, I love that. And again, giving us the origin story or the, the Reader's Digest version, it's huge. I, I want to rewind uh, the tape on you just a little bit that way because your story is so dynamic. And, and again, having the doctor in front of your name is a massive thing. And I, I want people to know kind of what your thought process was going from a professor to a sales master. And, and, and I think that ultimately, um, what was the path becoming a professor and through higher education? And then what was your career path that was leading up into sales, getting your PhD, um, things along those lines? So I thought I wanted to be a teacher and I would argue that I still am to some degree, right? Through books, through podcasts, through lectures and, and speeches, but I really wanted to help folks with communication. So my PhD is in communication. So I was teaching interpersonal communication, public speaking, leadership, pre-law evidence, argumentation, like all the communication things that literally we do all day, every day. Mm -hmm. When I wanted to get into full-time consulting, I was consulting in the summer as a lot of professors do. Okay. And I realized I kind of like the adult population better than the 18 to 22 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against the 18 to 22 year olds watching. Uh, <laughs> but I really saw that there was a gap in skills that so many people in the work world didn't get a chance to learn those skills or they took like one class in college or you know, had one course in it or something. And I went, hold on. This is the most important thing we do every day. I need to help with this. So that's what made the transition mm. to getting into consulting was really to help people with their communication, management, leadership, 
and then ultimately with their sales. Wow. I, I, I love that, Dr. Cindy. So, so what, what is it about sales for you that you get super excited about, passionate about, and, and that communication skill? What is it? I mean, to describe it. So I truly love helping people. Like I joke that I'm a helpaholic because you invite me to your house for dinner. I'm going to show up four hours early and help you cook it. Right. Like I just, I dig helping people and that's my version of selling is I'm going to help you if I can, even if I don't benefit from it. Truthfully, I want to be a resource. I want to be, you know, everybody's got a guy or a gal. I want to be the gal. I want you to call me and let me see if I can help. And if I can't, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that gets me up in the morning is being able to truly help people. I just happen to do it through a sales process. I, I think that's huge. And again, the servant's heart and really caring about others, uh, Dr. Cindy, I think is a massive thing uh, when it comes down to it. And it's reflective off of your character and integrity. You being in the business and training so many top tier professionals all over the world, I can only imagine the types of conversations and incredible individuals that you've met and continue to train and educate. And, and why I mentioned that is our audience and core here at Real Estate Titans is the residential real estate professional. So and a massive direct correlation between sales and real estate. I mean, when it comes down to that, and as you had mentioned earlier in a, in a joking manner, some people can look at sales as being icky. Uh, ultimately, it, it I don't look at it that way. I, and I agree with um, the title of one of your books, because you are a multiple best-selling author. Uh, I, I love the title, Every Job is a Sales Job, which I, I think is so true. And, uh, you know, everyone's in sales, I, I think, from that standpoint. It doesn't matter if it's a career path or not uh, in communication. So I would love to talk about your books or specifically into uh, one of your one of your books, Sell Yourself. So what what was the thought of you know, going down the road of publishing and what were your thoughts behind that, I guess, uh, to give back to, to the world? Yeah. So I, I was already speaking, I was running my consulting company and at the end of my speeches, people were like, do you have a book? And I'm like, no, I have a blog and it's free and you can have it. And like, and what I realized is there was that gap, like in an hour long keynote, I can give you a lot, but I can't give you the details. And I went, this is the the whole in the curricula of education as humans. Hmm. And so I wrote the book I wish somebody had given me when I was 18. Literally, that was the first book was Every Job is a Sales Job, wow. How to Use the Art of Selling to Win at Work, hmm. because you are selling every single day in everything you do. I don't care if you are a postal carrier, if you're a real estate professional, if you're a doctor, if you are a, you know, waste management person, you are literally selling in everything. And that's the class that we all missed, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Like if we look back at our education, none of us got taught that. And so I was like, I got to write this book. So to give it legs and an idea that every job is a sales job, I went after looking for a top tier publisher and was able to partner with McGraw Hill for both books actually, and oh, wow. was able to get it out there. And that's my whole goal is I wanted people to have that lesson that I felt like we all missed. I, I'm a firm believer into that, Dr. Cindy, and you know that sales entrepreneurialism background, that really should be taught at a young age in finance. I mean, I think both of those are very missed in the grand scheme of things um, through the education system. But I, I do want to dive uh, kind of deeper into speaking about education. 
you know, everybody tunes into Titans to learn from the best and brightest, really to understand the inner workings of how they got to where they got. Um, and ultimately, I would love to hear your perspective, Dr. Cindy, if you could, you know, look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented that you really saw growth, just massive movement of the needle in a positive way. What does that look like for you? What advice would you have for the audience that way? And you could take it from any direction. You, you have a massive wealth of knowledge. So it's funny because that literally is why I wrote the second book. It was what changed. And after the first book, you know, every job is a sales job, gave the idea that sales is a life skill, not a business skill legs. I realized people were selling themselves short. And I looked at my career and I went, where am I doing something different? What is it that I feel like was my like secret decoder ring to unlocking (laughs) sales success? And what I realized is I wasn't afraid to sell myself. I wasn't afraid to put myself out there. And and it wasn't in a braggadocious way. Again, like I'm not that gal. I'm, I want to help. Sure. But I wasn't afraid to take that step. And I went, people sell themselves short because they think their service speaks for itself. Their reputation speaks for itself. Oh, everybody knows me. I've been selling real estate for 35 years. Okay, so is that what you want to be known as? The guy or gal that's been selling for 35 years? Or do you want them to tell a better story about you? Ooh. And that's the difference is if you don't give me something to talk about, I don't have anything to say. (laughs) So that's what changed for me is I realized I wanted to leave such an impression that it made people want to say something about me that didn't say she's an author, she's a speaker, she's a consultant. It was an impact story. And so where I reverse engineered it and it brought me to write the book was people needed to sell themselves. And I would say for your audience in particular, this is hugely important because as a real estate practitioner, I'm going to call you a practitioner. Sure, sure. You are selling you before you sell a home, before you sell your listing bracket, you are selling yourself. Hmm. And if you are expecting your brokerage, your experience, your, you know, you sold $35 million worth of homes. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I need to buy you. And so you've got to learn how to sell your own brand, your own. And, and yes, you need to have a good brokerage. You got to hang the shingle somewhere great, obviously. But I'm talking about the story of you. That's the biggest difference. And that is where I think sales practitioners across the board fall down. Oof. And I would agree 100%, Dr. Cindy. You, you hit that right on the head as you're articulating your message. I know that's resonating with the audience very deeply as to, it's not so much about the name on the door and no disrespect to the brokerage, but ultimately it's the personal relationships that we have in the community, but that's built over time. But it shouldn't just be sit back, relax, and then say, I- I've checked the box. It's a constant thing to be top of mind. But having that, you know, selling yourself mentality or building that out for the audience, I mean, is there any particular advice that you would give? I mean, if you were talking directly to them and you'd say, hey, these are the steps that I'd recommend taking to reflect on who you are, who you serve. Uh, what, what advice would you give to for someone to build a brand? So it's funny because I knew this would be a question that people needed help with because you can't just say, go build your personal brand, go for it. You know, yeah. so I, I actually wrote this book almost like a workshop in a book. I oh. wanted, so there's exercises. So the first exercise, if I were coaching every one of your listeners and viewers today, Figure out your core values because that drives everything. 
figure out what you want. What is your legacy that you want to leave? And then you work backwards from that. Hmm. Then you got to look at what you're doing that's selling those values and what you're doing that's selling against those values because you're doing one or the other. Mm. And I love this when people are like, oh, well, I do this, but then on the weekends I go, you know, and I'm a personal trainer. Okay, so are you a real estate agent or you're a personal trainer? Doesn't mean you can't do both, but they're selling against each other unless you have carefully crafted your brand. Mm. They can coexist. Like you can be a rock star on the weekends, totally fine. But I need to know, I still can trust you as a real estate agent and you're not going to go like join a band and leave me high and dry. <laughs> so that. you recognize that you're selling trust in yourself mm. and that's really what you're selling first. And so if you can get to that core value of who you want to be, who you want to be known as, recognize kind of that honest inventory of what's out there about you. Then you start getting the story started. Then you start getting your network to work for you. Then you start controlling the narrative of the stories that maybe don't fit you anymore. We've all got these stories out there about us. It's like, yeah, but when you were in college, you were, you know, the ice cream scooper. Okay. That was like 30 years ago. Yes. I was an ice cream scooper. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I wasn't, that would have been a terrible thing. <laughs> I would have eaten all the ice cream. Off the cuff, <laughs> off the cuff. <laughs> but you truly have to recognize if that's the story, that's not helping you. And I think this happens with a lot of real estate agents in particular that we've coached that I've met that what ends up happening is you build this amazing net. Notice I didn't say network. Mm. You build a net. Mm. You've captured them. They're on your mailing list. They're friends with you. You're linked in with them. You have 15,000 people on LinkedIn that you're linked with. Mm -hmm. When you make a post on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook, any of them, how many people actually engage? That's your network. So there's a difference. You have a net and you have a network. The point is that your network needs to be proactively working for you, thinking of you and advocating for you. If not, they're in your net. That's great. Wow. But that's not enough. And so as a real estate practitioner, Mm -hmm. you've got to make sure that net is working. And so you've got to give them something to talk about. That's so great. And I love the fact that you're looking at it from the core value standpoint, Dr. Cindy, and then reverse engineering. Uh, I I think that that's such a wonderful process for people to do. So many people are just excited to get moving and producing content and and being relevant into their markets to be seen. But if they're not putting the thought process up front, they don't really know if that content is going to resonate and connect in a meaningful way with the end user Casting that net, I think, is brilliant, but looking at it from an engagement standpoint is who is really there. That is your network. Huge. I, I love the way that you broke that down. So any any other thoughts or pieces of advice for, for the audience? I mean, to, to really to look at it from the standpoint, so they want to articulate who they are, who they serve, their message, and then be relevant, stay top of mind. What else would you say uh, to the audience, Dr. Cindy, uh, to, for takeaways or, or tools or, or any other systems or processes that, that uh, make sense for you? Know your sales process and know where you're breaking it down mm. and it's not serving you. And I find that a lot of sales practitioners, regardless of their industry, mm-hmm. can't articulate their sales process. So for example, mm-hmm. you know your prospect, you know you have targets, and then I get out there and I talk to them. What are you actually talking to them about? What are you doing in that moment? Mm. Are you building trust? Are you uncovering needs? Or are you pitching? And a lot of seasoned salespeople 
go to pitching because they think my reputation speaks for itself. Of course, you took the meeting with me because you know me and you know how awesome I am. So I'm just going to tell you all the things I'm going to do for you. You are skipping the most important step, which is looking for the opportunity, listening and establishing trust. So then you can ask for them to partner with you. Hmm. So I teach a five-step sales process. That's mine. Everybody can steal it. Have a good plan. Know your goals. Know exactly what you're going to do to get there. And there needs to be an action plan for it. Number two, find the right opportunities. Look for them. They are everywhere. If you are a real estate practitioner and you are on your phone when you're standing in line at the grocery store, add up how many minutes you stand in line at the grocery store that could be spent networking. Wow. Those are minutes you don't get back. Beautiful. Where are you wasting opportunity just because you don't put your head up? Hmm. Little things. Yeah, but you know, Dr. Cindy, as you mentioned it, the, there's massive aha moments into that. And I know everybody's uh, kind of ripple affecting that thought. Uh, as you mentioned it, so many professionals, especially top tier, and the majority of the audience, they're seasoned pros. Uh, you know, it, it's very bizarre to me uh, having conversations, jumping off stages or, or different podcasts and have syndications for open audience. And it, it blows my mind that more people, from newer standpoints, aren't listening to dialogues and conversations like this. It really is the top tier individuals who have hit some high, high notes that are always constantly educating and learning from individuals such as yourself. And I think that truly being involved in the basics and understanding that sales process, I love how you broke it down between trust needs and then ultimately pitching if you're doing those bases. But uh, so many people jump over that and automatically make the assumptions because they're comfortable in a certain scenario or environment. Uh, but the best practitioners are always honing in the craft. They're always really focusing on the things that really matter. Um, and when they work, they work. Uh, you know, consumers and markets can adjust and change, but human interaction and engagement. Sales is sales. Communication is communication. I mean, I, I don't even tell you. You're, you're you're the master. So, <laughs> but it's funny you say that because I I 100 agree with you. And it's like, you know, it, take a baseball team. They win the World Series. What do you actually see them doing before the next game? Pitching and catching. Mm. <laughs> they are still working on their foundational skill set that made them successful in the first place. So that's what the top tier folks know is you can't let those skills get rusty. You can't skip those. And that, and it's funny because the third step of the sales process is listen and establish trust. That's what you do really well as a top tier sales practitioner. You remember the fact that even though this is your 400th time you've had this conversation with a prospective client, you're going to go in wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and pretend like you've never asked these five questions before in your life. <laughs> because the day that you skip that prep is the day that you lose the sale because you weren't paying attention. You weren't present. You got ahead of yourself. You started thinking, oh, this is going to be in the bag. This is going to be, no, no, no. Stay here. Listen for the needs. Establish that trust. Because the other thing that top tier sales professionals know is Mm -hmm. whether you buy or sell with me today actually is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I want you to become part of my net work. Mm -hmm. And after this interaction, you are now a walking commercial for me one way or the other. Are you telling a good story? Are you selling selling everybody a bad story? Mm -hmm. That happens in that third step of the sales process. Wow, that that's huge to, to me. And looking at it from that standpoint, Dr. Cindy, it's just so 
it's so amazing to have these conversations with people who have been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. You know, there, there's one thing to say when you learn from top, when, when they're proclaimed top tier coaches, trainers, speakers, and it's very apparent to me that it just flows out of you. You really understand this process inside now. And I am curious, this is just kind of a, um, you know, that inquisitive question. And, and I'm assuming that a few other people are thinking this, if you're with us right now, live or tuning in after the fact, if you could break it down and look at it from a standpoint, the listening uh, portion of the communication standpoint, right? With a friend, family member, loved one, or potential clientele or colleague, uh, what advice would you give on, you know, listening and then responding properly to conversation? Because uh, we all know the old adage, two ears and one mouth sort of thing. So what, what's your take on that? I know we're we're going off the, the five points here. We're, oh. I, I'm keeping track though. We're, we're, we went over three. So uh, I, I just want to throw <laughs> that at you. Well, it's funny because this is actually my favorite step because I think it's one of the most often skipped ones that you go straight from looking for the opportunity to asking. And that's step four is ask. You have to do this step or else that walk-in commercial doesn't exist. You end up in what I call a transaction ship, not a relationship. Oh, I can say something right now and I can ask for the business and then you're going to walk away. But do you actually feel sticky to me? Do you feel like you really trust me? Am I an advocate for you? Are you going to come to me? Am I going to be your gal? Or was this a lovely transaction? Here you go. Move on, buy your Girl Scout cookies and move down the street. <laughs> Think about that. So, so in this step, you're actually honing in on the most important part, which is listening. Mm. And we're terrible at it as human beings. I, we really are. All of us. We're all bad at this because we live in a horribly distracted society. Fair enough. Our phones are literally created and manufactured to take our attention. Like that is the whole like punch in the head test <laughs> that they do in Silicon Valley is like, is it a good app? Can you punch them in the head? And they didn't realize you were coming. Yes, it's a good app. Oh. So we know this right from the dot com boom. So if we know that we live in this distracted society, you have to be really diligent about holding yourself accountable to listening. Mm. And there is a secret that I share with our clients that I want to share with your listeners. It's ABC. Now, everybody listening thinks I just said, always be closing. And that is completely wrong. This is not the old days of, you know, you get steak knives if you sell. I love it. It is always be curious. And if you constantly go into every conversation with true curiosity, wanting to understand as much as you can about the other person, about where they are, about what they want, you will stay present. You will be listening because you're not going in with a script or a presentation. You're not going in with something to pitch. You're going in with natural curiosity. And I'll give you a quick example. I was coaching a real estate agent many years ago. And she was moving out of the city of San Francisco down the peninsula, very different market, more suburban. And she wasn't winning her listing appointments. Hmm. And so she hired me to coach her. And I said, walk me through your listing appointment. It was a lovely presentation. Hmm. She did not talk about what was important to me, all the things that I was going to be wanting out of this, this and that. So then I said, okay, take me through your buyer intake conversation. Okay. It was very similar. It was her experience, how she works, what her process is. She's going to drive me all over town and show me all these homes. Mm. She was skipping step three, listening. 
and establishing trust. So you know what we did with both of those? We created lists of questions for her to ask. Ah. And I don't believe in scripts. So it was just guidelines. Mm -hmm. What are the needs you need to uncover in both of these appointments to establish trust, to understand what's most important to them, their goals, what's going to happen, what's going to get in your way. Like they think their house is worth a million dollars and it's worth 500,000. <laughs> we all know this as real estate practitioners out there. How are you going to handle those things? Uncover all of that. It establishes the trust. And then when you get to step four of asking for the sale, mm. it's pretty easy at that point because they're already bought into you. So then they will buy whatever you're selling. Wow. Huge. I, I think the basing it off of the the steps of always be curious and natural natural curiosity. Uh, I, I think the tentative nature is people feel that you are there and you're present and you're being heard, and that's really setting the stage and the tone, in my opinion, for building that rapport and relationship that's needed. That trust, as you mentioned, Doctor Cindy, it's it's huge. It's vital to that. Uh, people know. I mean, you you know when you have a conversation with somebody and they're on another planet. It's just, it's a sad reality. And so many people have to deal with that. Again, whether it's a friend, a family member, a colleague, or a potential <laughs> client, I mean, people are people. So I, I think that being a good listener and then responding in a proper and appropriate way is, is a massive uh, skill, but a skill that is learned, right? Practiced. You, you do have to, at least in my opinion, I would love your perspective on that, yeah. Dr. Cindy. But Agreed. Uh, everything that we do into an excellent sort of standpoint is there's effort. I mean, you, you don't just wake up and say, you know, today, I think, I, you know, you have to really focus on that craft. Um, and I, I just really, really appreciate that. And what's what's interesting, too, at least from my perspective and, and doing Titans for over five years now and having so many incredible conversations with incredible individuals from all over the world, it doesn't get old. It, it, it really is one of those things where you feel, wow, I get to meet somebody new and I get to understand their why and their story and what brought them where they are today. And there's so much to be learned from every individual that you come across, at least from my perspective. Uh, so I, I don't know what your thoughts are, you know, for a real estate professional, I guess. So I, I don't want to jump the gun here. So let's let's go to step five, I guess, into the, the process there. Didn't want to go too deep yeah. down the rabbit hole. Well, it's funny because, so we, we talked about plan, listening and looking for the opportunities. Then we listen to establish trust, ask for the business, ask for the sale. But five is actually where most real estate practitioners really mess up. And it's the follow-up. Wow. And it's follow-up with gratitude is what I call the step. And it kind of goes into the listening part again, because whether it was an opportunity for us to partner together or not. I'm still going to follow up and it's not going to be my quarterly newsletter that tells you all the wonderful things I'm doing. I'm going to follow up with value. And yes, I said it. I, I threw that out there. No judgment, but I'm just saying you got to stand out. <laughs> so if you really want to stand out, remember, you've had an exchange with this person. If you did a good job at step three of listening and establishing trust, you have a reason to follow up. You got to something more meaningful. You got to a conversation about your dog or your kids or where you live or a vacation. There's something to do to continue to build on that relationship. And remember, whether that person bought or sold with you today or not, they're a walking commercial. They then are amplifying your message or they're squashing it. <laughs> right. So what do you want? Do you want more megaphones out there? Or are you only considering people megaphones that bought or sold with you? Hmm. 
I know. have clients that cannot hire us for whatever reason. They have, you know, a consultant in law. <laughs> you know? oh, no. Maybe they have a realtor in law and they can't hire you. Sure. But we get referrals from them. We mm. get introductions from them. So it's the way you're following up with folks is really powerful. And that's what builds the net work. It's not mm. the net, it's the net work. Wow. I, I mean, Dr. Cindy, you just keep dropping nuggets, bombs, gems, uh, you know, all the way throughout this. And I think so many uh, top tier professionals, anybody in between, they they do miss this massive follow-up sort of scenario. And you, you've heard it time and time again, fortunes in the follow-up, and but doing it from a value standpoint, doing it from a a gratitude uh, sort of scenario of a relationship, I think is beautiful. And it's truthful and honest. And once again, the consumer is not blind. I, I mean, that your your end user can see these things. It's it's not uh, it's not a secret uh, potion or a trick that's happening here. I think it's just being true intent and bringing value and caring and giving to others. And along the way, you're going to be able to serve them in a very, very high manner and their business will grow. So will yours. And in continuance, I think referral business is massive in addition. But Dr. Cindy, I, I know that you and I could nerd out on the sales process and so many different variations all day long. I mean, you're just a massive wealth of knowledge. But I do want to talk about if people are really taken by your message and your delivery and dialogue and your knowledge base, what's the, what's the setup look like to work with you? I really want anybody who's tuning into this now live or after the fact to say, hey, I really love what Dr. Cindy's doing. How do I get a hold of her? How do I connect with her? What does that even look like if it's hiring you for a keynote, uh, massive trainings, if it's one-on-one -on -one coaching, consulting? Like, Can you walk me through what your structure's like, I guess? And, and thank you for the platform for this. So I would <laughs> appreciate it, it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's literally everything you just said. So I do keynote speaking for large and small conferences. I've even done rooms of eight executives where I've gone in and told the broker owners how to help their teams. So we do keynote um, training and workshops, absolutely virtual and in-person, one-on-one coaching. And I do do some of the coaching as well. So you can get me directly. And of course, the books are available wherever books are sold. And I also have an online academy. I have Orange Leaf Academy. And so we have a course that's designed specifically for salespeople called The Art of Selling. And that's something that I would encourage any sales practitioner, if you need a little brush up, if you need to examine maybe where you're falling short in your own sales process, it's completely online, it's completely virtual. Uh, we recommend that it's eight-week course, but you can do it at your own speed. And so that's available too. And then we've got a wealth of, of free resources also. So those are, you know, obviously things you have to pay for, but I have a resource vault uh, with my book, the wow. latest one. And I would love to offer Greg to your listeners. I wrote a bonus chapter for the most recent book for real estate agents. Oh, And I'd like to give it to them. So uh, anybody that's watching or listening today, just message me on um, any of the platforms, one ST lady of sales, one ST lady of sales. And I know you'll put it in the notes or you can email me Dr. Cindy at drcindy.com. And I'll shoot you that uh, bonus chapter. And that'll help you with your own personal branding 
to stand out from the crowd. Let's face it, realtors need to actually be more proactive in this market. We're competing for a piece of a smaller pie at this time of recording. So now more than ever is where you need to be standing out and showing the world your superpowers. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I wrote this bonus chapter is I wanted to be able to help real estate practitioners to be able to do that. Oh, Dr. Cindy, you are the best. I, I can't thank you for, for being so kind to the audience and, and giving that of a free resource. I know personally, I'll be opting in for that free resource myself. You're always learning, always growing. I would recommend everybody tuning in. Please do the same thing. And Dr. Cindy, I just wanted to make sure. So I, I pulled up your website. Is that a good overall source at just drcindy.com? Is that good for everybody to kind yep. of? Okay. Okay, so I would encourage everybody to visit that as well. Follow Dr. Cindy on every platform. Uh, gosh, this has been incredible. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time, Dr. Cindy. You're just a whirlwind of information. I know that we're just scratching the surface of your knowledge base, but I can't thank you enough for taking the time today. It was a pleasure. It's been so fun. And like you said, I think we could talk all day long. So thank you for having me here and for allowing me to share with your Titans, because we have the same goal in mind, which is to help them to really amplify their own messages. So it's an honor to be here. So thank you. Uh, this is great, Dr. Cindy. And I do need to give you a special dubbing. You are an official real estate Titan. Uh, that is a badge of honor that you can wear forever. No one can ever take it away. There's no trophies or plaques, as I say, but it is yours. It is yours forever. So uh, thank you as always, uh, you know, everybody out there, as I say, uh, for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like your doing with real estate Titans, don't forget to like, and subscribe. You do know what to do at this point. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out Linebolt media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your business with digital marketing and the latest and greatest visit lionboltmedia.com for more information. We are live here every Tuesday afternoon on Real Estate Titans, a different Titan, different location. Catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Dr. Cindy. Thank you.